You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. We couldn't finish out the year with one last podcast for 2022. I'll just start this one by saying in the next one, you're going to hear uh, our 2023 outlook uh, that we have in partnership with LPL Research. But for now, we're going to look back on what went on in 2022, because even though this is being recorded on the last trading day of the year and markets still have a little ways to go, I think we can safely say that the NASDAQ is going to finish the year down more than 30%, short of some miraculous comeback here uh, in the last couple of hours of trading. Small caps down more than 20%, S&P right now down more than 20%, and if we stay there, that's where it will remain. Uh, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, if it finished at this very moment, is going to be down a little bit less than 10%. So showing a little bit about how the the preference for value over growth this year has been pretty pronounced. Although I think we can all agree, even though we know the Dow Jones Industrial Index better uh, than than some of the other indices, uh, it's probably not a great real wide measure for what's actually going on in markets. So let's look back because we finally made it to the end of 2022. Each year, it seems that passes from 2019 to 2020, 21. Even this year, um, we look back and say, oh God, thank God this year is over only to be met by new challenges the final uh, for the next year. Um, 2022 has been challenging, not just for equities, but for fixed income or for bonds as well. We've got surging inflation, unprecedented, there's that word, global monetary policy tightening, China's battle with COVID-19, which has taken a real interesting turn as we finish this year. We've got rising recession fears. Of course, the Russia-Ukraine war um, is ongoing. And these are just a few of the major headwinds that we've had for this year. And this arduous backdrop has underpinned like I said, a nearly roughly 20% loss for the S&P 500. Um, this is making it actually the seventh worst year for the S&P 500 index since 1928. And there haven't been very many winners. Is really kind of all but one S&P 500 sector is trading lower this year. And you could probably guess the, ex- the exception here, right? Uh, energy stands out as the clear exception to the other remaining losing sectors for the S&P 500. Uh, the, the energy sector is actually coming into year end with a return of nearly 60%, which is an impressive encore performance to its prior year return for 2021 of 47.7%. And that makes it the best performing S&P 500 sector for back-to-back years, which is, you know, how quickly we forget that oil was actually trading negative in the middle of 2020. Uh, it's been, it's been a couple strange years. Now on the losing side, communication services really sticks out with a year to date loss of more than 40%, uh, through the end of December 29th. So, uh, the, the notable weaknesses among its large, larger cap components have been a major drag on the sector this year. Uh, just for some historical context, I'm going to uh, link to one of the LPL charts of the day, and it breaks down the winning and losing S&P 500 sector performer for each year going back 
1990. And the performance gap this year between energy and communication services is at 98.2%, making it the largest annual winner versus loser spread since the S&P GICS sector classifications began in 1990. Now, given the extremes, the next logical question to consider is what happens next? How do the top and bottom performing sectors perform over the following year and how much do their returns converge? Uh, I'm going to link to, oh, I'm going to link to a few charts here in this podcast, but, uh, the, the second chart I'm going to link to actually highlights the winner versus loser sector spreads, including the spread between each sector over the following year. So, for example, the respective sector winner and loser for 2021 was energy, which was up, like I said, a little, almost 48%, and utilities, which was up only 14%. And their 33.7% percent return spread last year is plotted on this bright blue line if you click through and look at it, while their spread in 2022 is plotted along the dark blue line. And one of the primary takeaways from the chart, if you're just listening and not looking, is that the performance between the top and bottom sectors historically converges over the following year, evidenced by the drop in the average winner versus loser sector spread from 45.2% to only 3%, a little bit more than 3%, over the following year. This has at least been the case, excluding the last few years. Uh, During 2019 and 2020, technology generated back-to-back winning years while energy posted back-to-back losing years. And in 2021 and 2022, energy rebounded, of course, back-to-back winning years and sizably outperformed utilities during both years. Now, history suggests a three-peat for energy is is probably going to be unlikely for 2023. Since 1990, no S&P 500 sector has made the winner's circle three years in a row. Doesn't mean they can't finish in second, I suppose, but winning among the sector is probably not. Um, One of the other uh, charts that I'm going to link to here is a table that shows an additional breakdown of each year's S&P 500 sector winner and loser, along with the spread analysis for each year. So if you really want to dig into the details, you can see it there. Um, the sector is highlighted in green in this chart and red would depict back-to-back winning and losing years respectively. So back-to-back happens, but you'll see there aren't three back-to-back winners or losers for that matter in a row. Uh, a few observations in this chart. Technology what has the highest frequency among the winners uh, list at 10. Uh, energy is the most prevalent on the losers list at 6. Last year's winner outperforms last year's loser 50% of the time. So expect energy to outperform, you know, over the this year's loser um, more likely than not, but not guaranteed, obviously. Uh, and it, then in addition, last year's winner finishes higher over the following se- following year 72% of the time with an average return of a little bit more than 11%. So like I said, just because energy maybe doesn't win a third year in a row doesn't mean it can't be a solid investment for 2023. Another takeaway here is that last year's loser outperforms last year's winner 50% of the time. Kind of a coin flip. Uh, but in, in addition to that, last year's loser finishes higher over the following year, 69% of the time, with an average return of nearly 8%. Also pretty good. I think, you know, for a lot of these stats, what you get is when you have a lousy year, it's usually followed up by a decent one because the pendulum comes swinging back in the other direction. So given the variance 
and forward returns and historical convergence and spreads between the S&P 500 sector winners and losers, uh, LPL actually created a hypothetical model to capture the, the potential reversion in returns each year. And simplistic, I'll link to this in the show notes, but simplistically, the model initiates a long position in the prior year's losing sector and initiates a short position in the prior year's winning sector. So for example, this year, the model would initiate a long position in communication services and a short position in energy. And so you'll see in the chart that I link a breakdown of the model's performance going back to 1990. Overall, the model generated an average annual price return of negative 3.3% since 1991 compared to the S&P 500's price return of 9.5% during that same time frame, which actually brings the average relative to per- relative performance to negative 12.8. So while the model finished higher each year, 50% of the time, it only actually outperformed the S&P 500. 41% of the time. And the model also has a standard deviation, uh, a higher standard deviation of annual returns of 28% compared to seven, the S&P 500, which is seven, about 17.5%. So I think really you can summarize here that by kind of seeing that the variance in the top and bottom sector returns historically converge over the following calendar year. But it's not a zero-sum game here. So as the best performing sectors each year typically produce above average returns during the following year, the worst performing sector each year historically recovers with positive returns over the following year and relative outperformance over the S&P 500 occurring more often than not, slightly more often than not. It is a tough world out there when you've got markets swinging in multiple directions, especially after a lousy year. We've been at this more than 12 months, especially on the tech slash growth side. And I, I will dig into this further for 2023 as we get into our outlook. But um, next year, we'll, I, I think we will see improvements, but it's not going to be on day one. 2022 was a weird year because we got this immediate turn, right? We, I mean, the tech stocks kind of were fumbling around towards the end of last year. But really, once we got into December, things were still powering forward and kind of rebounding. Uh, we had one positive day of 2022, and that was the first trading day of January. And then bang, we turned the other direction and haven't looked back since, whether it's inflation, Russia invasion of Ukraine, China um, doing weird stuff with their COVID policies, so on and so on and so on and so on. Uh, even the election wasn't enough to turn things around this year. We didn't get a Santa Claus rally or seemingly won't get a Santa Claus rally this year. That's something we covered in a previous podcast. So we're we're left with what's likely going to be still continuing as we get into this new year with the same kinds of difficulties we were facing uh, in the beginning, or it, we've been facing at the end of this year, we'll face at the beginning of next year. I don't want to go too long with this kind of year-end podcast if you're finishing your eggnog and are kind of starting to tune out. I'll, I'm just going to give you a few key dates to look at as we get into next year. We'll talk about this more uh, in the outlook, uh, but we we got jobless claims, which seemed to help markets for a day that we got that on the 29th. Uh, the next important kind of... Uh, economic indicator. We're going to get jolts uh, on the 4th. We're going to get the service sector price index on the 5th, along with service sector PMI. Uh, We're going to get the monthly job ads on the 6th and the unemployment rate on the 6th. And then flash forward to the 12th, we're going to get the next core CPI report. So we're watching some key levels there because this is still all revolving around what the Federal Reserve is doing. And I'll remind you, 
2018 was a bad year, uh, in, in not exactly the same way, but 2018 was a rough year because rates were going up. And by mid-year of 2019, rates were being cut. A few other things were going on, of course, but uh, it's certainly possible where we start this year with some difficulty, but actually finish having a positive year in 2023 at the end. So we'll talk about that more in the next episode. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Enjoy this long weekend with your family and friends. Stay safe, and we'll see you in the new year. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.